Welcome back to another incredible episode of Trailer Trashing with Joey and Sam. Uh, we've done a lot of episodes that I'm a fan of, that I was pumped about going into it, but I think this may be one for the record books. That's right. This week we're doing Grateful Trailers with Sam. You want to explain what that means? I think it's uh, uh, trailers about the Grateful Dead, the, the band that you're obsessed with, right? Uh, yeah, uh, trailers about, trailers about docu, trailers of documentaries about the Grateful Dead, which I'm just excited to do. I, I wouldn't say they're the only band I'm obsessed with. I feel like there's a, a, a catalog of bands that I know everything about, and I, and I'm, a, and I'm obsessed over it. You want that catalog right now, or should I save it for later? Should I tease it? Uh, I don't know. I feel, but like, if that's the case, why are you excited about Grateful Dead now? I feel like I feel like there's a reason you want to tell me, right? Yeah, uh, because uh, I'm seeing my first uh, Dead and Company show. You're so at excited. City Field this Friday, and sure, COVID numbers are going up. Sure, it's raining on Friday, but nothing's gonna stop me from getting Nothing. my jiggy, jiggly, diggity uh, uh, dance moves out there. And I'll, I'm going to light it up. I don't know about you, Sam. You see, I've danced at your own sh- your show before. So you know exactly how electric I am when I'm out there. Uh, electric? Yes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, I'd say slippery. All I know is that if there was a rug on a dance floor, by the end of me dancing, that rug will no longer be there because my feet will cut that shit up. That's right. <laughs> You just you dance in your bare feet and you get so callous you just tear any any rug you walk across. You you, you never heard that expression before? Cut in the rug. Is, is why? What is that? No. You know, Leonard Skinner. It's like I was cutting the rug at a club for the at a girl named Cindy Lou or something like that. She was mean and green. No. No. Nope. Dude, Leonard nope. Skinner. Give me two steps, give me Not three steps, Not a Southern steps, Rock baby, fan, th- gonna be honest. So you don't like Creedence Clearwater? No. Almond Brother, Ben? I mean, I, Almond Brothers are the South? Alright, alright. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. I'm thinking more yeah, like uh, the Alabama ones, you know? Oh, dude, well, well, the Grateful Dead have one of the best Alabama songs ever. It's called Alabama Getaway. Alabama Getaway, Getaway. Alabama Getaway, Getaway. You don't know that one? Oh, man. Well, let's just get straight to the show. Uh, we're doing movie trailers of the documentaries of the Grateful Dead to get me psyched up for my concert that I'm going to on okay. Friday. But uh, if you're in the city this week at all, if you're, this is the week of what week is it? It's the week of eight nineteen or whatever. If you're here in the city this week, come on down to Bad Trip on eight nineteen Thursday. Sam and I are producing another one of our storytelling shows. If you want to come and hang out with us, come to the show. We'll tell some stories. We'll get some drinks after. It's gonna be a great time. Yes, sir. Come hang out with us at the tiny cupboard. We'll 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 party after. We'll 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 have a little chuckle and a little huckle and, and maybe some hugs because you know everyone likes. How, how would you right? describe to the listeners the magic that happens in that pink room in the tiny cupboard on Thursday nights? Like you were just saying before, it's electric. <laughs> yes, baby, it's electric. It's like no other storytelling show you'll ever go to because it's a storytelling show that by comedians. So every story is funny. And it's the only show where, like, the audience is, like, allowed to heckle and be a part of the show because 
like part of this show is you guys asking the audience, uh, asking the comedians questions about the stories. We do a little story time trivia with you guys. And if you're funny, we'll even give you a free white claw because that's the type of people we are. We're, we're a white claw given audience or comedy show. You know, I never thought I would be a white claw person, but you know, we're, we, we got there and we brought it to the show. And yeah, come get, come earn it. Come, come interact. Uh, this show will gets you, it gets intimate, right, Joey? I feel like there's some personal questions that get there and it's all for fun. Oh, dude, it gets so intimate. I admitted that I was a bedwetter. Uh, some girl threw a tampon at me. Uh, I think uh, I had one guy even confess that uh, he actually uh, is, don't tell anyone this, he actually is a fan of the band The Smiths, which is so embarrassing to Ooh, admit live on stage. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you just <laughs> said it on the cast right now, etched in history. Well, I'm trying to let people know, like, that's how personal people get out here. Like, one guy even admitted that, like, he cheated on his wife with a uh, with a dominatrix who looked like Joe Pesci. There's so many different things going on in here. Hey, w w what do you call a male dominatrix, Sam? Uh, a sub? A male dominate? That's not a thing. It's called an Italian husband. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is that new? Is that new? Should I tweet that? I should tweet that tomorrow morning. That's great. You Yo, got wait, it. Should, instead, of, instead of doing the podcast, should I just cut, think of like funny zingers to the fit Twitter? I'm obsessed with Twitter right now. Let's just workshop right now. Let's just let's just say it all out loud. You know what's funny? I, I've been treating comedy writing like Mad Libs recently. I've been doing this thing where I'm just like, blank is like blank because of blank. And you just fill just, it just in after? Me, uh, all, right, all, right, all right, all right, let's try this you right now. Like a page Give me a list. noun. Give me a noun. Uh, porter potty. Give me another noun. Icing. Icing. Now give me a uh, verb. A verb? An action? Yeah. Uh, run. An action. Running. R running. Oh, right, I'll take run. So, <laughs> what? Porta parties are like icing because if you run into one, you'll get acne on your face. Ah, right, that's terrible. Oh, you whoa. See which whoa, whoa. I get. I mean, it's the workshop. I guess. I, I we're we're workshopping, but you see what I mean. You got to do nouns and add a verb to it. Say because, and that's a joke. Do you use actual Mad Libs to maybe prompt? the what you're doing with that no this is an exercise i was doing today to like try to get like creative just get creative wacky and crazy crazy wacky oh my god i i had this bit i was working on today that i don't think anyone's gonna find funny but i was trying to say that like i think i don't take the blame for anything because i'm italian and if you look at the history of italians it's kind of true like what uh, we didn't kill the Jew. The, uh, oh my bad. We didn't kill <laughs> Jesus. We didn't kill Jesus. The Jews killed him. But uh, we have evidence that the Romans tr put him on trial. The Romans were the one who hung him up. The Ro it was a Roman soldier who actually stabbed him in the stomach after he died, just to make sure he died. No, no. But the Jews actually they Hello. told the Roman emperor. They told the Roman emperor at first that Jesus is not a good guy. So uh. So it must have been the Jews. It couldn't have been us.
You know, I've always said that the closest ethnicity to Jews are Italians, but that's the one thing that differs is that Italians never get blamed, but Jews always take all the blame. Well, 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 that's the second thing I want to say about Italians is that, like, I think the reason why the Italians chose the Jews in the first place is because they're like, okay, we got to put the blame on somebody, but it's so clear that we did it. We have to find somebody that kind of looks like us where it's like, wait, maybe I was looking at a Jew. So, yeah, the Jews did it. Well, it could have been a Jew. It could have been Italian. So so it works out, you know? That's that's. I think you. that's what you need to workshop is that skit is working on that. Don't call a joke a skit. Like that makes you smell. No, like, I like want. I want a script. I want to film this. I want to produce this. I want to. I want to ha- literally hatch out that 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 conversation you just had with said Italian man and group of Jews. Then that's called a sketch. So comedians, we hate. We hate. Oh. We hate when people call our stuff uh, skits. Oh, it's oh. the worst. Oh, it's the, oh my god. It's the, that, 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 that's like telling our rock star after he gets off stage. Yeah, I like that little jingle you played up there. Yeah, I think that's the that best. happens all the time. I like that little you tune hate- you got. I got that little t- You suck it up. It's all the same shit. Well, I'm not sucking it up, baby. Not with you. Not now. Not ever. Holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah, what are you gonna are you gonna see the uh, see Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead later and be like, hey, I like that little uh little uh, uh, uh jingle you played for us. No, and you know why I'm not? And because I need an to asshole. plug it right now. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I forgot to plug why I'm not coming with you to the, to the show. Yeah, why are you not coming to the Grateful Dead show with me, you fucking asshole? This Friday, August 20th, my band, Kudu Stooge, is playing at Bushwick Public House. So if you... My favorite venue in Brooklyn. But yeah, come on down. Uh, after the storytelling show on Thursday, follow up with me and come see the show on Friday. Or if you want to see me lose my mind, come to D- Dead & Co. Actually, you'll see me lose my mind at both Bad Trip and Dead & Co. <laughs> yes, indeed. You better come after Dead & Co. If you don't, I'll be By the way, disappointed. By the way, for our listeners, you don't know what Dead & Co. is. I have to explain this because it's very confusing. I, I, when I first got invited to a Dead & Co. show, I was venting to my friend. I was like, I really want to see, it's like, I really like the Grateful Dead. And he was like, they're together. And John Mayer is the lead singer. And I know a lot of people listening to the Dead are drug addicts. So I was like, my friend must be a dr- on drugs right now if he thinks John Mayer plays with the Grateful Dead. No. And then I Googled it. And it's true. John Mayer, like for years now, he's been playing with the Grateful Dead. I feel like that's like rock and roll's best kept or worst kept secret, depending on how you feel about John Mayer or the Grateful Dead. Well, he's the one that's on drugs, man. He He's always been in that scene, just secretly, secretly from the scenes, you know? You know who I feel like the biggest drug, drug addict in the world that like is low key about it? It's like Jimmy the- Fallon. I know, right? He seems like a tweaker. He seems like a midnight tweaker, a, a good morning Coke snorter, uh, an afternoon mushroom uh, microdoser, a, uh, a, a a morphine muscle relaxer. Uh, he just seems like all of it. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of Molly right before uh, he puts on his Calvin Harris playlist. No, he's jacked up all the time on either speed or like PCP. He's just... He's just fucking going at it. That's how he can only was keep it up. Da- what, you know that David Hasselhoff pizza bathroom video? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's like this video of David Hasselhoff like 
like blackout, drunk, fucked up. And I guess like his kid was trying to like film him to show him that like how bad he looked and he's drunk and like he needs to get sober. It's like David Hasselhoff like on a bathroom floor, like tr- like unable to stand up, trying to eat pizza. No, and it's like he looks so yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I can find it right no, now. Sam, no, no Stall star while I look it up. Stall while I look it up. I can't stall right now. I'll stall right now. I'm stalling for he is Joey. Stalling. I'm stalling for Joey. Boom, 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 oh wait, wait, wait! I found it. It was not a pizza. It was it was a cheeseburger. It was a cheeseburger. Damn, that's. It was it sloppy? It was probably real sloppy. Uh, I'm it probably, the check. probably got pull- up. He's like, oh, you, you want to watch it right, right now? now? Is it possible? Ooh, I don't know right now. Why not right now? I don't know. Everything's like glitching out for me on my computer. What's going on, man? You, 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 what 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 year are you in? Dude, there's too many apps open. I got I got this shitty Mac Air. I can't I can't. It can't you gotta all close apps. all your apps before the pod. You gotta close all your apps. You gotta I got three shit. going on right now with Joey just to record this shit. What do you want from me? I, I want you to get the David Hasselhoff video up so you know I'm not a liar. Wait, why oh, did I bring up the David? Ha- Wait, why did I bring up the David Hasselhoff video? There was I was going somewhere with that. No idea. No idea. No, we were in the middle of a good riff. I was saying that something is like David Hasselhoff. We're talking about. I'm losing. Playback? It. No, I don't remember. I was. I I know you were talking about John Mayer. You were saying that John oh, Mayer. Oh yeah, you were was, saying. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I was saying hey, that Jimmy Fallon. Hey, remember. I was saying that Jimmy Fallon is one cheeseburger drunk bathroom video away from being outed like David Hasselhoff was. Wow. As yeah. as a drug addict alcoholic mess he's almost there (laughs) he just needs one more bender Uh, yeah and i feel like andy cohen weirdly is gonna be involved i feel like andy cohen's gonna be like like we find out a few days later it was andy cohen's house that that this happened at and andy cohen was actually on morphine in his bed and that's why uh he wasn't in the video that'd be sad i feel like that that's too many people involved i'd rather just be a no but but Andy Cohen like owns that. I feel like he like wants people to know that about him. Yeah, I guess so. But who's yeah. also, by the way, who's Andy Cohen? Huge deadhead, big fan of the dead. Uh, who else is a big fan of the dead? Is it, is it you? A lot of people. I think like Nuke Ingridge <laughs> was. Uh, oh right, yeah. Who, who was Nuke Ingridge? Right. There's a wait, lot wait, of, who is? Who's who's who is that guy? Gingrich? He is one of the most <laughs> infamous radio conservative stars of the ages, dude. He got like fucking the American version of that, being knighted. What you get like an honorary medal I, or something like that? I thought th- I, I thought that was uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Who's Rush Limbaugh? Oh, I thought it was both. Rush Limbaugh was a was a who's Imus? Uh, who's Imus? I know Imus got canceled for like calling like basketball women and basketball players ugly or something. Who? Who? Where do we get into uh, politics? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a Howard Stern guy personally. That that's where I get all my political news from. By the way, have you heard about what they talked about this doing to Howard Stern? No, do tell. Oh man, it's fucked up. Howard Stern, dude. 
just signed like a 10-year deal to like be on Sirius XM for like the rest of his life till he dies. And in his contract, he goes, but I want like a five-month break before I start. And they were like, yeah, you can get a five-month break. Because this guy literally has been on radio five days a week doing like six-hour-long shows every day, every week for the past like 60 years. So he was like, yeah, I want a five-month vacation. I never, I never had a vacation that long. And uh, all of his fans are mad at him. They go on Reddit and being like, you are a bad person for taking a five-month break. What? I like, like My daily life is dependent on listening to you. And he was like, I'm going to play amazing re like repeated episodes in that place. And they go, we don't want the repeats. We want the current Howard. And you obviously, mean, the old... You mean the current Howard. We don't like the old Howard. But the old Howard's ten times better. Like, he was funnier. He was hipper. Uh, he had better guests on. Now, he's, like, common collective. And he's, like, is like, oh, tell me about your kids. Before, he was, like, can I bang your kids? I, I think the funny... I think it was funny <laughs> he's trying to bang their kids than talking about his kids. That's just me. Maybe I'm a sick puppy. Maybe fucking, uh, what's his name from To Catch a Predator needs to uh, get involved in my comedy taste. I don't know. Get on the same fucking page. <laughs> You'd rather him still be a horny old dude too? Trying to, trying to fuck their kids? No. I, I mean, it, it was clear he wasn't trying to fuck their kids. It was just but he was playing a character. I feel like he's, he doesn't play the character anymore. I feel like Howard Stern used to play this hilarious character. And now he's like... I'm dropping the character. Now I'm just Howie. What's up? <laughs> Call me Howie. I'm a whole new man now. But he, he I, I like, how, like, he is good as Howie. But I'm just Does saying, he I'm not go mad. like that? He goes by that now? I don't think he goes by Howie. I think Chris Rock, they call him that every now and then. He loves Chris Rock. Give me, but I, I how personally do you think know Howie's so much about his, what is going on, Joey? Are you seeing Howard Stern on Friday instead of Grateful Dead? Dude, I, I'm a I'm a stand-up comedian who grew up like idolizing like alternative comedy, and Howard Stern was like the pioneer of alternative comedy. Like he was a adult swimmer before adult swim was a thing. Really? That's a bit what? How? What do you mean by that? He was alternative, weird. Like he was on like two like two o'clock in the afternoon. He'd be on the radio being like. Okay, we have Miss Utah in the studio, butt naked, and we're gonna see how many uh, hot dogs she can fit in her asshole. Like he like that, invented that's that. That's not a quote. That's not a quote, Joey. That's def no way. Wait, do you not know who Howard Stern is? I do. I just that you didn't seem to like like you didn't quote that very uh, strongly. I feel like I feel like you were just riffing. No. Dude, Howard Stern would be like, yeah, we have a, a nurse who just got out of her uh, late shift, and she's here now to pop ping pong balls out of her vagina. She, let's see how many she can pop out at once. I swear, dude, all this right, is like, right. dude, this is why, like, the FCC, like, hates him. Like, dude, this is crazy. Like, the FCC would try to cancel him, like, every week, and, like, this would happen. Like, like his boss of the radio station would fire him, and then the ratings would go down, and then they'd have to hire him back. What? They they didn't do that to New Gangridge. That's for sure. Wait, Sam, oh my god. I, I feel like I'm teaching you like a whole I, new world about I, comedy I, my and whole, Howard. My whole point was that you just weren't quoting him verbatim, but no, I mean like I'm familiar. I just don't know his illustrious career as as well as as you do. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, basically, like, he would have girls come on and strip naked on his show. He would have, like, comedians come on and admit that, like, they banged some comedy club owner's wife last time they were on tour. Like, you'd get, like, you wow. just get famous people. You get famous people to just admit the craziest shit. Like, that's why Hulk Hogan, after his sex tape thing came out, the first place he went was Howard Stern. Because he goes, now that everyone has seen me have sex, let me tell you about all my sex things. Like, that's no, where you go. Oh, really? Yeah, Howard Stern's a tell-all, baby. Howie. And, and like so, if like any time I'm I'm trying to sound funny, I'm probably copying Howard Stern. Anytime I try to try to sound like deep about comedy, I'm probably copying Mark Maron. Uh, anytime I'm trying to uh, sound like a ladies' man, uh, who who I, I I don't know who I'd be, maybe Frank Sinatra. I don't know. <laughs> that that that's reaching. That's reaching for the stars. Or wait, was it? Uh, what's what's fly the me to the fly moon, baby? The, I don't know. <laughs> Sam is glitching. He he was not kidding about the glitch. You you're in full glitch mode, baby. Oh my I almost, god. Give me. But uh, how, how long are we into this? I, I think like twenty. Why minutes. doesn't Zencast? Okay, I I think I, I think I talked your ear off enough to start putting on while we're here, putting on a movie trailer of the Grateful Dead, which uh, we'll we'll get back into as soon as we watch this first trailer. Are you ready for this, Sammy, baby? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it up. All right. This first trailer that we're going to put on is uh, a trailer of, uh, I think it's Long Strange Trip. Which one did I put first? I think Long Strange Trip is first. And this is uh, the Amazon documentary series about the, like, the Grateful Dead. And it's funny because Amazon plays it as a series, but I'm pretty sure it was a movie that was in film festivals. That, and the movie itself was like eight or nine hours yeah. long. And Amazon was like, we'll buy the movie. But we, we're not going to fucking put it on as a movie. So they put it on as a series and they cut it in half. Like, so it's like, so it's like five episodes. Don't Instead they of a, premiere those at like actual festivals and you watch them in person? Like, how do you watch a nine hour movie? Uh, I, you, you sit down and you watch it, dude. The whole nine hours? Yeah. You know yeah, man. You, I, I fuck it. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. What, I think the longest movie I watched. I've seen some pretty long movies. Uh, I feel like I've seen uh, when I watched like Django or something. It was like three, three and a half hours with the one cut I saw, and that we had an intermission. Well, I thought this movie. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let me see director's cut. I'm trying to find out the uh, the longest movie I've ever seen. What? What? It, what do you mean? You you know it by. Yeah, I'm trying to find out how long it was. Enter the Void director's cut length. Have you ever seen Enter the Void? No. Do I want to? Do I want to it, enter it the like, void? It, it kind of ruined my life in a weird way. So I, I need up. to see it. Let's do it. I love like, to. I love to see the movie that corrupted little Joey, baby. No, I, it didn't corrupt me. It just like made me like like hate myself. Like it, it, it's it's like the worst. It's what's like, what's the worst? Isn't that the worst way of corruption? Is when it's from the inside. Joe? I didn't get corrupted. No, there was no corruption from it. It just made me be like, because it was like a, I think it was like seven hour. I think it was a seven hour movie. But it's like what? A, well, the, the 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 real movie's two two hours and forty one minutes. But there's a director's cut that's like seven hours long. And that's what I watched. Love it. And 
it's just like seven hours of trippy, 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 trippy montages that goes inside of like a guy's mind during DMT trips and out into like weird sex club sex scenes. And like the whole thing is like jarring and weird, almost as trippy as going to a uh, Grateful Dead show. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) And I'm excited to put on this trailer. Uh, Sam, can you please do the honors and roll that trailer, baby? You got it. There was a conscious decision in my life to be involved in something that was flowing and dynamic and living. Something that had a life of its own and I was just a part of it. This is the holy grail here. This has never been seen. I don't know why. What is it about the Grateful Dead? Grateful Dead. The narrative of the Grateful Dead was that we're the same as you. You're the same as us. There is no real distinction. The camaraderie and the fellowship in that is so powerful. Yeah, let's have some fun. We were experimenting with psychedelics as much as we were playing music. It's a philosophy of leaving yourself open to possibility and leaving yourself open to magic. The acid test experience really formed the band as a group mind. Within 30 minutes, I could find any drug that I want. Uh oh. Are we being pulled? Are you pulling me? That's the link between them and the audience. Oh, Martin did this? With our own two hands. No, he just produced it. If you weren't in the audience, you were included in the experience. We should have known that something was coming when there were more people outside the show than there were inside. There was a strong belief that it'd be leaderless. <laughs> Who was in charge? Well, I'm so glad you asked that. There were times when I was in charge, times when Jerry was in charge. The truck that had a blown carburetor, that carburetor was the boss. That carburetor was the boss. It was total chaos. Spinners would be out oh. all, and they'd be bowing they thought Garcia was a problem. Jerry Garcia did not bargain to be the mayor of a traveling countercultural town. It was a machine by then. You know how many people are depending on this show going down the road? Where's the freedom in that? It's not up to us to define the Grateful Dead. It's this living, breathing thing. I think that's one of the parts of its magic. Not defining it is that it becomes everything. Yo. Yo? Yo, yo, I just, that trailer just got me like vibing. Like I was like dancing at one point. Uh, I was like, I was like, but it also made me think as an artist because like they were talking about some crazy like high level shit. And I'm like, Wait, am I conscious about anything that I do artistically? I have no, like, the way he was like, it was a decisive decision I made to make a living art form. I'm like, I don't think anything I do is decisive at all. I think it's all just like go with the flow. No way. That was, yeah, that was the one thing that kind of turned me off, I think. It was like that part of the trailer. Like, that's not, that's not how that shit happens. It happens organically. Like, I don't know. I feel like when you start making music that's not the original get-go right you're not gonna be like this is this is it but maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't know 
I don't know. I feel like the Steve Jobs, Jerry Garcia level of like creatism is like different than shit that I can perceive or even you can perceive. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's really wild. But like, it, it, it's so crazy how organized such a chaotic, unorganized thing was. Oh my god! Because, because like, I, you give five guys acid every single day for like fifteen years, and ninety nine point nine times out of a hundred, nothing productive is happening. Nope, they're just frying on the blacktop. Yep. But like these guys are like doing acid like every day, and they like are, no no yeah we made the a multi million dollar sound man holy so, shit that is what it's called right because yeah. I was on a pod I was on a podcast last week uh, with our good friend Corey Tyndall check out his podcast uh, kind of an expert yeah. where we were talking about music and he and I was describing to him like all these different concerts and why I think concerts are so different based on the vibe yeah and I was trying to explain to him that like. Grateful Dead concerts are very strange because you can listen to the music in the parking lot, no problem. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was like, that's because of this wall called like the wall of sound. And he was like, I don't think the Grateful Dead invented that. I'm like, well, I don't know the name of it, but whatever it's no, called. Oh, they definitely did. They pioneered so much. In, Do uh, other music bands production. use that? No, that was just like a historic, like that has never been done before. And that's what they called it. And they pioneered like so much, so much things like that uh, in terms of sound. So, so many things that the Grateful Dead people don't realize it's about music, but a lot of things that the Grateful Dead invented are now music standards. Oh like, yes, the, yes. The, the wall of sound. Uh, also, intermissions. No band did intermissions before the Grateful Dead. Like they like invented the intermission thing. I Look like, it up. I will. I will. I will happily like to believe that. Yes. Yeah. Another thing they invented is. Um, uh sign language at concerts like no one ever had signed people at concerts before the dead they they were the first person band to like, publicly do that and they actually made it a law in a lot of um states that a concert venue with like so many people uh if they get a letter or requesting a sign they, the venue has to provide a sign yeah. language person yeah and that's yeah. all and, and also headcount you know headcount with that term no, no, the um, the company that goes to concerts and like and like comedy no. shows that goes and like tries to register people to vote. No, the, oh, 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 yeah. Have you ever, really? have you ever yeah. been at a concert and there's yeah. like a tent and the tent's like, I hey, I know you, I know you're drunk as fuck right now, but want to register to vote at this concert right now? That's a grateful dead invention. Wow, I feel like that'd be the last thing I'd want to do. <laughs> I know, but Bobby Weir was like, uh, I think uh, these people, um, besides listening, you should also be voting. <laughs> liberate the people. Yeah, man. Liberate them through sign language, a wall of sound, a little bit of acid. And, uh, Get jiggy with it. Is that what you say? Is that what the dead people say? Dead heads? Uh, I, I, I don't know about jiggy with it. Oh, but, you cut, but, the, cut the rug, right? Well, cut the, that's a that's a that's a term I learned from Leonard Skinner that I think is older than my grandmother's pubes, and that, that shit's pretty old. Yeah, wow. Uh, you still keep those on your bedstand? What, what's up with that? Every every newborn baby is given an Italian cross <laughs> and a Ziploc bag of their grandmother's pubes, <sighs> included in your birth certificate. When you're finally given it, is just like that that bag of pubes. Yep. Instead of ashes, you get ashes of pubes. Ashes, ashes, 
wait, 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 there's a Grateful Dead song that, that's called Ashes to Ashes. I can't think of the name right, name right now. But, uh, dude, well, I, I love that trailer so much because it, like, gave such a clear, like, clear, like, intro to like, what the band is that I feel like if somebody didn't know what the band was but watched that trailer, they're like – kind of an idea of who these people are. Like, I kind of want to know more, know, know more about them. And like, it gave you the vibe that like crazy shit has happened to these people. Yeah. Well, I also feel like it went more like, you, yeah, like you just said, thematically in terms of the band and the like scene of what it was rather than the history of what went down, maybe, you know, it kind of more was trying to go into like what it was all about, man. As a musician, like, how did you feel watching that trailer from, like, your musician lens, you crazy rock star? Oh, uh, it was uh, pretty cool, you know? Uh, definitely, like I said, different from what I feel like most music documentaries try to do, which is more on a historical point and, like, you know, get all this old footage and be like, look what happened, you know what I mean? Especially some of the ones Martin Scorsese has produced and, and, and directed and stuff. Um, but... You know, I don't know. It was cool. I like I like the one interesting point. There was like one little spot where the woman was saying how like everyone's expecting. I think it was his ex-wife. Really? What she was like? Everyone's expecting to go to these shows. Like, what's going to happen if they don't have these shows? Which I feel like is such a like I thought I've had with these scenes, like with with the dead scenes and the fish scenes, which kind of commingle sometimes. Like all those other jam band scenes, like. Like, these people live for these shows. Like, my roommates just got back from Fish at Atlantic City, and, like, if they didn't play this weekend or, like, didn't play for their summer tour, like, man, I don't know what these guys are living for otherwise. Well, it's really sad, actually. Jerry Garcia basically died because of it. What do you mean? So, essentially, on tour, it's not a – like, I don't care if you're the healthiest freak alive – Going on a tour is not healthy because you're mainly on a bus or airplanes traveling. You're mainly sleeping on a bus or sleeping in hotel rooms. And it's it's actually not healthy to sleep in a different place every night. Like like there's something not at like, all. Yeah, like like there's something really healthy about sleeping in the same place every night. I forget why, but it's like mentally I, I, the whole thing. And then like when you're when you're out, think about it. You, you, you performing a concert, especially a Grateful Dead concert, that's like four hours long. Doing that every night is really intense. It's bad for your ears and your, you lose a lot of brain cells being that close to the fucking um, loudspeakers. And, and, and think about how many different people you're seeing. When you're seeing that many people and getting close to that many people, germs are flying like crazy. So you're traveling, you're seeing a lot of people, you're getting your ears kicked in. And then the, you're on the road, so you're not eating like gourmet foods every night. Like Even like the most famous rock bands today, I'm sure, wake up and have to eat a fucking cliff bar. You know what I mean? So the whole but thing food, is... yeah. So the, the whole thing isn't a healthy lifestyle, but the Grateful Dead, for instance, Bob and, and the rest of the band members, they were like normal and would be like, all right, we got to take a break every now and then. But Jerry felt so bad about the people that you described who love going on tour with them. And but the people that Jerry loved were the people who were making grilled cheeses outside the venue being like, Get a $2 grilled cheese on your Heavy way to the show. grilled cheeses here. $2 grilled cheeses. Or like, the, or like the hippie ladies who sell like Grateful Dead jewelry outside of every show. Like these people that like real rock stores would never consider. The lead frontman Jerry Garcia, cared about these people. And he would 
think to himself, he'd be like, wait, if we don't tour this month, then what does that lady who comes to us every single show we do selling her jewelry, what does she do? That's how she makes money. So what he would do, oh, yeah. he would call up Bob Dylan and be like, hey, Bob Dylan, uh, the bands that go on tour in November. You want to do a bunch of little Jerry Bob Dylan shows in November? And Bob would be like, hey, yeah, man, that sounds cool. I can't do Bob Dylan. Uh, and then he'd be like, great, I, I'm going to do Bob Dylan November. And then he'd be like, all right, uh, December, uh, let me call up like Melvin Seals. Hey, Melvin, you want to do a two-month show tour? And like, so while everyone in the Grateful Dead would be taking a normal break from touring, Jerry wouldn't be taking a break. He'd be doing solo shows. He'd be doing like oh, – wow. he, he, he was in like six different bands. He he had the Jerry Garcia band. He had the Jerry Garcia just the solo project. He had Jerry and Melvin Seals. Uh, he also had Old and in the Way, which was like a banjo band. He also had like a blues band. So did not know this, any of that. This man literally killed himself and died at such a young age because he was like, I I, I want the lady selling Jerry Garcia stickers to be able to sell his stickers every single week, basically. Yeah, and it sounds ridiculous that those people actually live off those shows, but I know so many people and, like, stories from their parents about how when they were on tour that that was literally how they made money all year. That's how they, like, made their salary. I know people currently who do that for Fish Tour and stuff like that, and that's how they make the money for the rest of the year. So they wait until that one, you know, three month long tour and they make all the money then. And then they have to wait for the next tour to make the, their salary for the next year. Well, um, that's why I'm glad Trey from fish isn't as crazy as Jerry, but he's up there, dude, because he fucking does a crazy amount of shows. And then when the band's taking a break, he does have the Trey Anastasio trio. He does have the Trey Anastasio solo shows and then he also like I know he like will go onto other concerts and like do other stuff with other bands. So like he he's not as crazy as Jerry, but dude Trey lives a crazy life too, man. These these rock oh, stars. Well, he has the, he has Oysterhead with Les Claypool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That, that was, and they that, just that start was touring again. Yeah, and uh, I think you're thinking of Chanastasio Band Tab instead of the trio. Does he have a trio he, too? Yeah, he has a trio too. Oh my gosh! So yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that that's that's life of a musician, though. They embody that, you know, but whether the it kills is, them or not. But the thing is, I don't think like like the the crazy thing is like the the next, but the other people as famous as them, like let's like let me think of a famous touring rock band right now that like I know is like the Zac Brown Band, for instance. The Zac Brown Band is huge. That they, they have a huge following. They're, they're, they're making tons of money, but I don't think anyone's is living or dying off the Zach Brown band. Right. The, the, yeah. And no, that's no, no. why, that's why these cultish bands are the wildest. Like that's why Jimmy Buffett and like bass nectar. Like I, I put Jimmy oh, Buffett. Bass, in, neck, bass heads. Oh, Oh, don't want to, don't want to be around them. Did he cancel bass nectar? Wasn't he being a little creep or something? He retired from music. Quote unquote. He got charged. He, he got so many allegations of sexual harassment and just wacky, wacky things. And he he publicly announced he retired from music. Who retires from music? That's not a thing. That's not that's not no. a that's not a thing. You know what's really funny about that? Uh, uh, you know Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, Flea, I don't know Flea. if Flea, I don't know if Flea ranks on my list, but Flea is he's an all time. 
He's definitely a top 10, maybe a top five favorite musician of all time. I have to like, I have to reevaluate this later, but like, I think Rivers Cuomo, I think Rivers Cuomo and Jack Johnson are, are my one and two. I think Jackson, Jack Johnson's number one, Rivers Cuomo number two, but Flea may be like number six. All right, get, get back to me on that. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. Oh no, my favorite musicians are embarrassing. I, I'm aware. Don't worry. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm you not said gonna. Zach Brown Band as an example. It just made me roll my eyes. <laughs> dude, Zach Brown Band's like one of the best recording rock, like uh, country I, rock uh, bands ever. Like country dude, rock, yes. Get, dude, you, you're you don't, don't give me know that it. look. Don't give me that look. Dude, I would never shit on any of the bands you like. Uh, music's man. It's, I would it's love pretty- for you to. I, I wouldn't. I, I actually hate people who shit on people's music because I find if, if you find a, a song or a band... That's that, what someone says who that, likes country. <laughs> no, if you find... I, I'm not, actually not... Like, if anyone knows who knows, I'm not really That's a country the joke. guy. That's the joke, my friend. But uh, I have a few country people I like. like. I like Brad Paisley. I like Zach Brown Band. But, but hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, I think music plays such a special role in your heart. Like If you find a song that you like, even if I hate it, but I know it's making you feel some special, happy way, then I'm happy that song exists. The only time I'm happy if a uh, sad if a song exists, if there's a song out there that is universally making everyone slit their wrist. If that was the case, I'd be like, fuck that song. But I think almost you every song know. out there. You never know. You can't know. You can't that's what I'm is. saying. I'm happy that every song out there is, is exists because I know it's making someone out there just happy. Just happy. Just happy. And that's what it's all about. I know. So much I, of my happiness depends on, on music. Really? Not comedy? No. So much of my depression depends on comedy. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how I feel about music. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Once, once you do what – I mean, I feel like that's what a lot of people say about what they do with their occupations. I mean, when they try to make their their hobbies their occupation. But but then again, comedy like save has saved my life too in a lot of ways. Just as mu- just the same with music. So it's a love hate Fle- relationship. This art bullshit. So so back to Flea. What my favorite Flea. Piece of art. Go easy on Flea. Don't make fun of him. No, that's the thing. Flea. So so Flea Flea man. I thought you were mocking. I apologize. Flea. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're mocking him. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm you're, not. You're, all right. So uh. Flea actually was amazing because he was on a on a podcast recently. I think it was it was the Bill Simmons podcast. Is where, he back uh, in the band? Flea's never left the band. You're thinking of John Fashanti, my man. Oh, I'm thinking of the lead guy. No, no. Oh, who? Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis is the is the front man. Flea's the bass. John Fashanti's the lead guitarist. Lee, the front guy, yeah, lead guitarist. No, no, the front man is the singer. The lead John- guitarist, yeah. But don't say frontman. Like the frontman is Anthony Kiedis. Okay, maybe. He's ju- he's literally out <laughs> in front. Like he is the frontman. Jeffrey Shanti doesn't like being out in front. I he thought actually, but I thought he was like the. Key Link is like in the. Key Link is in the back near the drummer. Actually, isn't he? Wasn't he like the main part of it though? No, maybe. Dude, the band lives and dies off Anthony Kiedis. That okay. All right. All right. All right. Wait, you know what you know what you're thinking of? I know what you're thinking of. You're a hipster motherfucker. You're in the music scene. You know, you know people who are heady about music. The, what? The, the, the heady music guys who? will say dumb they will say dumb things like 
the Peppers only are a band when John Fashanti's in it. Because John Fashanti has left and come back like three different times. Right. Yes. Okay. And like, but the thing is, dude, the band started. Yeah. The band started without Fashanti. Yeah. Yeah. I never got into the Peppers. Never. Oh, oh, dude. dude. All right. All right. Hear me out. You, me. Walkabout. I'll play Walkabout all day. That's it. I'm pretty sure Fashanti was not on that album. That they walk about. Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right. So, let me anyways, walk out. So, anyways, anyways, uh, we're, all right, we're getting way off topic here. The yeah. two things I want to say is, give me one night, you, me, on my balcony, twelve pack of Budweiser, the candlelit dinner you've always talked about. No, no, no. This is a we're not trying to that. I can get you into the peppers on my balcony. Twelve Budweiser. People have six- tried doing the same exact thing and the same exact scenario you just painted. They say, "Come on, my balcony. I'll give you a twelve pack. We'll crush it. I'm gonna get you in the chili peppers." Sorry, bud. I don't know. No, but it's me. It's me, Sam. It's different with me. Joey. All right. The second thing that the point that we started this whole thing is Flea. Flea was on a Flea. podcast. Well, he was up because you were talking. You were talking about who retires from music because you said Basic they retired from music. So Flea was on a podcast, uh-huh. and he and he was like, um, he was like, uh, the Peppers will never ever retire or quit or like break up because we'll never ever get that sympathy money from the with a comeback tour. He's like, look it up. The Eagles, the Rolling Stones, the Beach Boys, all these bands love telling their fans we're retiring or quitting. Just so six months later, they'll be like, you thought we were done, but we're back. So we can jack the prices up an extra $10 on all the tickets just because it's the comeback tour. Pay the musicians. Come on. They deserve it. They're like 70 at that point, right? Wasn't that the case with all of like... uh... With like Big Jagger still playing and stuff like that. Yeah, he's trying to pay. Yeah, he's trying to pay his geriatric. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I was just I just watched the the Tribe Called Quest documentary that Michael Rappaport watched. That's on Hulu. It like something got re-promoted from yeah, I don't know. Michael Rappaport made it? Yeah, yeah, he did. In two thousand eleven. I enjoyed it, but they How much does Rappaport talk? He's not in it at all. He's oh, in, it, he's in it for like a second in like the background or something. But the point I'm trying to make is that uh, Fife Dog had to pay for his hospital bills because he was diabetic. And they showed how in the documentary how like they didn't want to do a tour, but he eventually had to get surgery for his kidney. And they needed he needed to convince Q-Tip to do the tour for just so he could pay his medical bills. So, you know, these rock stars, they get old. They need to pay bills, you know? They're, they're musicians. Give them the money. Dude, Fife Dog, Fife Dog is probably, like, my favorite, like, flow out of any rapper ever. Fife Dog, rest in peace, man. Yeah. I, 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 I love that line where he's like, uh, never had a cavity. <laughs> I, lo- I float like gravity. Cavity. I never, never had, had, a, had cavity. a cavity. That yeah. line is so good. Here's another line where, uh, where uh, he's the like. Five foot uh, assassin with the roughneck business. That's a great one. Uh, hey, Fife, I heard you got fat. Yeah, I know I look pathetic. <laughs> That's such a... <laughs> and he, wait, here's this other one. He's on the that funky song. diabetic, man. I can't believe he quotes that. It's amazing. Uh, the funky you diabetic. You should watch it. You should watch it. It's uh, it's tear-jerking, honestly. I was, Dude, I, was really I'm a, I'm a, I love... I got, I'm going to watch it. Like That's that's next on the queue because Tribe Called Quest, dude, is such a... 
We're, we're losing time. We gotta watch our next trailer, baby. Yeah. Let's, uh, oh I, I love to talk on music, but let's let's watch the last one. Maybe we'll we'll do a little brief recap. You know, we got the yeah, we got yeah, the inspiration just, of the of the meat of the uh, of the show. You know, from the first uh, one. Uh, this this next trailer is of my man Bobby Weir of the Grateful Dead. It's the other one. Roll that. <laughs> of the Grateful Dead. Of the Grateful. Do you think when you were starting? that it would ever evolve into this mystique that has come to surround the group called the Grateful Dead. We didn't think when we were starting Oh, here we go. We didn't think. <laughs> I've led a kind of an unusual life. I was a 16-year-old kid when I started playing with the Grateful That's Dead. That's insane to think about. It was such an amazing adventure. The music was an adventure. The people were an adventurous group. It was impossibly. Oh my God, that woman! Fun. Everybody got a cup of Kool Aid for a buck and took LSD. This is my favorite song. Of Our fans oh, were a little yeah. bit different. We've got kind of a little gypsy entourage. California. You just had to see it to see it. Jerry was the lead guitarist. I was the rhythm guitarist. I could into it and then be there when he got there with a little surprise for him. If you don't have an ego, you can be the best number two on the planet. And that's kind of what Bob became. It makes him special. Bobby had lots of girlfriends. There's beautiful Bobby. Bobby! Surrounded by the Ugly Brothers. <laughs> I was following my bliss music. That's what I'm here for. We had a very strong bond. They say that blood is thicker than water. What we had was thicker than blood. I want to remember it just like this. I'm not proud of anything. I don't trust pride. But has endless depth to it. Mine has been a long, strange trip. Dude, so much to unpack in that one trailer. Uh, so he talked about doing more drugs in that one. Uh, yeah. there was more drug references, which is still mind boggling. He started doing all that when he was 16 years old. That's uh, the he, craziest part. He referred to, um, his, uh, band as the ugly brothers and he's the only good looking one, which I thought was funny. Yeah, and, no, uh, it's hilarious. And, 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 and he said something that, uh, that I thought was interesting that if you have no ego, you can be a great number two. Meaning that, like, I, I see this a lot in basketball a lot, where, like, there's so many teams that could be amazing, but the number two guy doesn't realize he's the number two guy. He thinks he's the number one guy. And, like, so many teams in life, like, like Stefan Marbury on the, on the Timberwolves didn't know he was the number two and, got, and left Kevin Garnett. Um, oh, like, that was Russell Westbrook's problem with Kevin Durant. Like, so many of my favorite basketball teams never saw flourishing and became as good as they wanted to be. Because of this. And that's why the Peppers was so good. Because John Fashante knew he was number two next to Anthony Kiedis. And, he, he, um, he was number two? Dude, the band is Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> uh, I feel like this that, trailer was definitely more focused on Bob Weir than, than that the was a Bob band. Weir. That was, that was, yeah. was, is it Bob well, Weir? Tra well, it said a long, strange Well, I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I... I, I I wasn't focusing on the title as much, you know. I was just focusing on the meat, you know. It's all about the meat, Joey. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, well, of course, a Bob Weir documentary would be about Bob Weir. I wasn't expecting it to be a Bob Weir documentary. I don't know. I was expecting it more of like, uh, more like, 
not as centered around him. I thought it was still going to be like Grateful Dead and this is what happened, but it was like, Have wow. you not seen the, like uh, uh, any bio documentary before? Yeah. Just not, not a Grateful Dead ones. Yeah, I don't know. It was great. So did, I, I'm just saying, I, I like that part of it. I like the fact that it was more focused on Bob Weir because he gives like, seems like tremendous amount of insight on what it was like to grow up with the Grateful Dead because he was he joined at age 16. Like, what? It's crazy. Could you so, imagine doing that? I like just like leaving. Like, I, I just, I can't believe how that just goes about, you know, like how that would go about even. I definitely would not have been mature enough to like do that properly. Do you think that what could happen in today's age? Like, do you yeah. think that would be even worth it? You know? I think I think that is happening before our eyes. There's these TikTok stars who are like 14 years old who are going on tour and like doing God knows what. Uh, like Billie Eilish, I think. What, how old is she? Yeah, is but she she's like, like her own. Like that's the thing. Like it's so much easier as a singer songwriter and like to be uh, to do all that stuff. As dude, a I solo dude, person rather than leaving everything. What, and going what to about these K-pop band. bands, man? These K-pop bands. That's true. That's true. Is that the same sort of thing? Like, do you consider that the same caliber? Well, I think a 13-year-old K-pop star guy would have a lot in common with Bob, a lot more in common with Bob Weir than you and me would have in common with Bob Weir. That's true. That's true. 13-year-old K-pop star? They're not 13, Joey. Dude, some of these K- I mean, yeah, I, I saw a documentary about it where, like, some of these – they recruit them young, dude. Like, they're young. They're just singing and shit and dancing. Like, it's and, the and, army like, or something? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, young. dude, dude, dude. It's like – it's yeah, you got to, man. Uh, there's the army <laughs> recruit young. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you want a good K-pop star, you, you need to be doing cartwheels and shit by, like, age four. You got you to gotta be uh, doing the rings around the pole like, like, uh, like an act. You got to – yeah. So we didn't rate either of these trailers yet. I want to hear your rating on both trailers. Uh, I like the first one a lot better. I I, I wish I rated it before because I feel like it kind of you know skews the next one too. I'd give the I'd give them like an eight and then like a seven. I'm giving them both like eight point eights. I I had fun. I like you actually. I'll give the Bob Weir one a nine because I actually felt like the Bob Weir one was like more direct at what the message they were trying to show where I feel like it was a little unclear. Like obviously like the first one was trying to show you about the grateful dead, but like every movie book song, there's like, there's like, there's like a thesis statement. And I feel like the thesis statement was like confusing about the grateful dead doc. while the Bob Weir one was very clear. Oh, I felt the opposite kind of like, I guess like with the Bob Weir, obviously it's just like about Bob Weir, but I didn't really get the sense of like direction of like how it was kind of uh, like told like in terms of like story, like how, how it was being told. Like, I feel like well, I got, well, the, I got title, the direction of the first one a lot, a lot more. Like I get well, it, a me, long, strange trip. I get it. But, but yeah, the, the title of the, of the Bob Weird doc though was called the other one. Oh, that was, I thought it was a long, strange trip. No, long, strange trip was the first doc we saw. Oh my goodness! Wait, the other the, one? Then that's even more confusing for me. Yeah, the the name of the that dog is called the other one, and throughout that Hulk trailer, we literally heard them say, "Unlike the band, he was 
good looking and was good with ladies. They weren't. Uh, uh, unlike everyone else in the band, Bob had no ego. Unlike everyone else in the band, Bob was the young one who was 16. Like they kept on making all these references yeah. about how different he so it's the other one. Like he's like the other yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. The- yeah, that makes that makes sense. I just uh, and, and and he's the, and like he's like the number two next to Jerry. So he's the like it's like remember you know Jerry and that other guy. It's like like yeah. it was. It was I, I thought like every line of the trailer was like had, had like a like a thesis statement. Like it felt like a five paragraph essay in a way. I feel like because of that, it didn't really have a general co- cohesive one for me. Like I I understand all those themes were in it, but like what's like what I don't understand what. The, it didn't feel like I was going to get like a proper ending if I watched that trailer. I feel like it would just be like, yeah, this is this is Bob uh, Weir from maybe. all these lenses rather than like the first trailer had like a whole co- cohesive theme of like Grateful Dead was like an embodiment of all of this. I guess like, yeah, Bob Weir is an embodiment of all those thesis themes too. I don't know. It just felt all, I guess I don't like autobiographicals as much i don't know i don't know well, what it well, is well, it, it, it didn't tickle it didn't tickle me as much i don't know what to tell you joey oh uh, dude I, I i'm about to fucking musically come out my uh vocal cords i, I may sing a little ditty to end this the, the, the night who knows uh I, i'm feeling so hyped up right now i i i, I i'm in the best mood i've been in in, in years baby yeah, you're glowing right now. Looks like you just had some really good, uh, good sex. Did you, did you, <laughs> did you finish under there? Is that what's been going on? So well, I, haven't seen I, your I, hands. Am, I, I am in my underwear, baby. Oh, I am too. Oh, we're we're on the same page. Show them where it didn't happen. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you, my girlfriend? <laughs> you wish. You wish. Where's that dinner? <laughs> uh, no, it's so um. I, I, I'm giving the, both these trailers a high rating, like 8.8. And I wonder if a non-Grateful Dead fan would also have your feeling where, like, they like the Long Train Trip one more than the Bob Weir. And I bet, like, a Grateful Dead fan like me would have the flip and like Bob Weir more. Maybe it's, like, maybe it's like an inside baseball sort of thing here. Maybe, like, the Bob Weir one because it's, like, an in-depth look or more rather than, like, the, the first one being a more generalized one, which I kind of... I, I enjoyed the themes presented in the first one through the trailer rather than the second one. And I'm well, referring to them as first and second because I forget the titles at this point. So, <laughs> Well, well uh, before we go to like, what did we learn? Uh, I, 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 would, I would like to end on a Grateful Dead quote that I think we can all take with us. Reach out your hand if your cup be empty. If your cup is full, may it be again. Let it be known there is a fountain that was not made by the hands of men. There is a road, no simple highway, between the dawn and the dark of night. And if you go, no one may follow. That path is for your step alone. You who choose to lead must follow. But if you fall, you fall alone. And if you should stand, then who's to guide you? If I knew the way, I would take you home. La la, da da. Is it done? Yeah, isn't that such a beautiful like little message? Yeah, it was. It was a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be. To be honest, was that long? That felt like two seconds for me. I don't know. I felt like I I I was traveling. Should I do it again? Yeah, let's 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 keep going. Let's uh do church hymn number three eleven of the, the the dead series. You didn't like that I ended on a nice little quote. 
I liked it. It felt very gospel-y, I'm going to be honest. It, well, well it, 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 I really Are feel like... Are those lyrics? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I just can't sing. You want me to sing it? You're not Reach reading from the Bible? Reach out your hand if your cup be empty. Nope, not if needed. If your cup is full, nope. may it be No again. context. No, can't hear pitches. Yeah, edit that, me sing it out. It's bad. No, I the, love the, it. Well, 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 well the, the the overall message of of that the, that lyric stanza is um it's a great world we're living in, and not everyone's gonna be there to hold your hand when you are walking in this world, but wherever you are, follow your own beat of your own drum because your gut is good. So keep going, sister. That's the be- I like that. That was great. That was beautiful. You that's should, my that's should- that's my analysis. You should tweet that. You should just tweet. <laughs> you should tweet uh, Grateful Dead lyric interpretations instead. You, you know what's make, funny? Make before, a whole new page. Make a whole new account. I've been thinking about this forever. I think I should like. I think I go viral on Twitter as like, but like not from the joke side of Twitter because I'm on. I'm very much ingrained in the comedy world of Twitter. There's many worlds of Twitter. There's like basketball Twitter. There's like all this shit. I think I could be like a song lyric uh, Twitter guy where like I, or I don't know. Yeah. You get, I mean, you get hired by song exploder or whatever like that. And then, and then love you got that another podcast. podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's like all my best thoughts come from breaking down song lyrics, but uh, we're way over time. And uh, there's going to be a Patreon episode later where I'm going to break down a bunch of Grateful Dead songs uh, so if you enjoyed this, the, no, it won't be just be grateful that it'll be sublime. We're going to have Chili Peppers, yes, Weezer, yes. Uh, 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 Beach Boys, maybe a little the Fleetwood Mac, uh, I'm trying, trying, wait, MF Doom, Kid Cudi, Kanye Count West. Count me in on those last few. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to break down all these lyrics. You want to try uh, to break down MF Doom lyrics? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So... Uh, what did we learn today? We learned that uh, Joey uh, is going to come out his uh, face when he sees this live show later. We learned that uh, Sam does not like uh, bio bio documentaries. We learned that uh, John Fashanti is not the front man of the Peppers, but it's actually Anthony Kiedis. Maybe. And we learned that... Uh, if you're talking about Southern Swamp Rock and Country, do not do it in the presence of my man, Sam Wolf. Sam, roll us on out of here. And that was the end of Grateful Trailers, the episode where we watch Grateful Dead documentaries. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on all podcast mediums. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find Trailer Trashy. You can also find more info on what Joey and I do on at Trailer Trashing Pod, as well as our personal, personals, personals, at the Joey Rinaldi and mine, at Wolf My Fan. Please come to our show, Bad Trip, Thursday at the Tiny Cupboard. 819, better be there. And 820, my band Kudu Stooge is playing at the Bushwick Public House. Come say hi, come hang out on both of those nights. And you know, guys, we have a Patreon. We are uh, building it up. You can subscribe. You can find more stuff there. Rate us five stars. Thank you. See you later, knuckleheads. Bye! Peace. Man, people are gonna...
hate Thomas Crane for that shit. Or I don't love it. Who knows? Do a fish one after and get a guest. Is that fish movies? I love that.